Hello. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Bruce from Finding Hello. Nemo. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's all sultry. I'm Coel. And I'm Kenna. Welcome back to another episode of Diagnosing a Killer, the mental breakdown. The minty breaky. The minty breaky. Yes. I'm excited too. So I've been watching recently this YouTube channel and they kind of dissect the way that people like speak or hold themselves, like behavioral ana- uh, analysis. Okay. And they're really, really interesting. They're called behavior, behavior panel. They're a lot of fun to watch. Anyways, they did one on Richard Ramirez Ooh. and there was this really creepy quote that I kind of just want to, like, throw out there. Mm. So the interviewer says, you've now entered a very rare group of people in this country. You're in the ranks with Charlie Manson and Ted Bundy. You claim you didn't commit these murders, but you're right there now as far as everyone else is concerned. Richard says, serial killers do on a small scale what governments do on a large one. They are the product of the times, and these are bloodthirsty times. Even psychopaths have emotions, if you dig deep enough. But then again, maybe they don't. The interviewer asks, do you have emotions, Richard? He says, no comment. He said no comment? He said, no comment. Do you think he was, like, intentionally trying to be creepy? Or do you think he was just being himself and it was actually creepy? No, well, I think it was a little bit of both because that's what makes him so interesting is that he's obsessed with this idea of making people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. He enjoys that. That's what gets him off. That's what he likes is to make, I mean, he's the night stalker, you know? I mean, that's that's what he does. He he preys upon people in the middle of the night. It's unnerving. And I think that it is, uh, you know, he's a little obsessed about, like, cult things, and uh, the creepier the better, for mm. sure. Yeah. But, I mean, it was he was, even the interviewer was like, you don't have to read from that piece of paper, because he brought a piece of paper and wrote down all these specific things that he wanted to say. Because he can't have an original thought, or yeah. just, like, talk to someone normally in yeah. a regular conversation. He has to, like, have notes about, like, how creepy he can be. Right. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, ooh, that's so good. That's going to creep someone out, you know? It's like, it's like a comedian <laughs> writing his punchlines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. It's all a joke. In one very real moment, his face kind of drops and he says, I gave up on love a long time ago. Ooh. And I think, like, it, there in that moment and even the behavior panel talks about how it's a very rare real moment because his face is laxed. It's not creepily smiling or whatever and and think he really really feels that way that he was let down his whole life which he was that's really sad yeah it's almost like you know you get glimpses of people especially now when courts are able to be video recorded you know court hearings and stuff but one of the earliest one of those i would say is ted bundy when they were able to kind of record in the courtroom and we've talked about this before but for the listeners that maybe haven't heard me say this before there's this one part of his trial where he's being walked out from the courtroom um by officers and someone in the crowd like says something to him and this stoic ted that's just been like super nonchalant super cash the whole time completely like snaps and he looks back at her with these like black eyes (laughs) and she said 
in a later comment, um, that's exactly what his victims saw. That yeah. that person, not the person that is trying to defend himself and yeah. is standing on the witness stand for himself. This guy that has those deep, dark eyes giving me that horrendous look. Yeah. That's what his victims saw. And that's terrifying. It is. And he can I, snap like that. I don't remember who I was speaking with about this, but even like Gary Ridgway, if you look at photos of Gary Ridgway, his eyes are blue. He's kind of a good looking dude. His eyes are blue. And that young that young photo where he's actually smiling, you know, he's his eyes are blue. Mm-hmm. You look at the photo of him being arrested, his eyes are jet black. It is so haunting. It's like animalistic. Yeah, absolutely. I I guess, I don't know if it's the dilation of pupils or what it is, but it's, it's absolutely consistent. Adrenaline or whatever makes you kind of on edge and look different. Yeah, that's, because you know how different people's eyes can look when they're mad versus when they're happy, you know, like. I don't know if you, I mean, I'm sure you've had a friend that has green eyes and when they cry, their eyes get like bright green. Like mm-hmm. it's so cool, but yeah. it's like kind of sad because <laughs> you're crying. But I mean, even like Casey's eyes change color when he's yeah. upset or when he's happy or whatever. I've noticed you, you see it when you see someone so often, you notice right. things like that, right? So the topic we're going to talk about is going to be lying. Oh, we're going to talk about lying. Okay. We're going to talk about the definition of lying. We're going to talk about um, some reasons people may lie. And we're going to talk about some ways that you can spot that through body language, since I was talking about behavior panel. And then at the end, we're also going to talk about some diagnoses that come along with okay stuff like that. So complete side note, right before we get started, sure. you just reminded me when you said lying. I don't. I'm really bad at lying. I know that you know that. I don't like to lie. I really sometimes I will, and then I'll feel so guilty about it later. But in a way that it helped me knowing this knowledge about lying in my psychology degree. When I was working at my last job, I we did a secret Santa and I had my boss who actually also has a psychology degree. So I knew when he asked me if I had him, I couldn't give the tells because <laughs> yeah. then he would know I was lying. Right. And so I did the opposite of what you would do when you were lying. And right. he thought I was telling the truth. And I was like, oh my God, I tricked him. Like that's, <laughs> I felt like I had like a superpower for a second. Like I didn't like to lie, of course, but it's like all fun and games. You want to maintain the, the, the secrecy of secret Santa. But for sure. it was just funny because, you know, I'm sure you'll mention it, but there's certain tells that people give, especially people that are right down dominant, left dominant, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do them on purpose. And he really thought I was telling the truth. <laughs> it's, like, it's really bad. You pass a so, lie detector. I guess I could be a good liar if I wanted to, but I don't know. I just, it's I just my guilty too. conscience. I feel like most people know where they stand with me. I feel like I don't really genuinely have to express how I'm feeling because I'm already doing it. You yeah, know? exactly. So yeah, if something bothers me, i We'll say something. I'll let you know. I'll let yeah, you I know. I think we're similar in that yeah. in that way. Like if something's bugging me, like you will you will know. Yeah. And if I don't like you, you will know. <laughs> yeah. So people lie just for whatever reason, right? Yeah. And we'll get to those. Okay. So a lie or lying is to make an untrue statement with the intent to deceive. Very important. Okay. So some of the reasons that someone would lie, right? First of all, to avoid being punished. Yeah, of course. So many people grow up with the intention of pleasing the closest people to us in our lives, namely family members. We have grown to learn how our future social selves will participate in the world by, you know, our surroundings. So this also comes with trying not to upset those that are around us, right? We want to have a peaceful existence while little. So lying at a young age, it starts it starts usually around three, but m- mostly at four. Okay, it can last all the way up to six with just um. There's there's certain steps essentially like milestones, lying milestones, if you will. Okay, and so from like four to six, it'll be things that are 
obviously not true, but this idea of theory of mind starts to develop at four, where a four-year-old is realizing other people have minds that I may or may not be able to manipulate. And so they un they start understanding this concept of, I have an internal dialogue, but so do you, okay. and I want to know if I can change that or, you know, manipulate that or how can I get away with that? And it's not necessarily malicious. It's not malicious. Theory of mind is what they call it. You know, around that age as well, you've all, everyone's seen a little kid throw a tantrum of some sort. Mm -hmm. And when the parent allows it, it's almost like the child does it more because they know that they can get what they want by doing this because it's happened in the past or whatever, or their parent yeah. has caved in the past or will. Right. Know. So usually we grow out of this stage because we realize lying's not good, fibbing yeah. isn't good, and we learn that lesson somewhere. Or maybe we grow independent enough to realize, like, within our true selves, like, a moral compass. So we gain a moral compass, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But even as adults, again, we avoid being in trouble all the time, right? So again, but that that avoiding punishment comes from a very young age, and we still do it as adults. We don't want to get punished or, yeah, we cover don't. something up or... Exactly. Yeah. Or even have an argument with someone. Like, sometimes someone will ask me a question that I could answer very honestly, or I could tell a little white lie just to avoid an argument later. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, or right then and there. I'll even ask people sometimes, like, do you want the truth, or do you want me to be nice to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you need from me? <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean, but, yeah. you know, like, really quick, sorry, this girl the other day at the rodeo, it was these two girls sitting next to us, they both had, both had drinks, I think I might have told you this, and... This girl leans over and she goes, hi, I'm sorry, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah, what's up? She goes, how old do I look? And I was like, do you want the truth? She's like, yeah. And I was like, 19. She's like, oh, shit, I'm 20. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to go try to buy alcohol? It's only and one she, year. She, she went down there with her with her empty cup that her friend had bought for her, and she got two fucking drinks. She was ballsy. I was like, hell ballsy. yeah, girl, I'm yeah. not going to fib for you, but yeah, go ahead. So a child who continues to lie well until their teens and about serious issues may be a sign that the child is experiencing a conduct or oppositional defiant disorder. Yes. So we may also see ADHD kind of entangled with those kiddos as well. Yeah. Either way, adults lie as a way to avoid being punished by those around us. And if you haven't, then you're a fucking liar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. Liar. Liar. <laughs> Nothing. Skin lamp. <laughs> Jesus. Shout out Brady for all the notes on our last episode. Skin lamp. Nipple belt. Oh my god. So uh, another reason that someone might lie is to obtain a reward not otherwise readily obtainable. Okay? Oh, so, I don't like when people do that shit. So who hasn't fluffed a resume, though? So I have. have. Oh, please. I swear I have not. Who hasn't fluffed? You haven't Because my qualifications are impressive. I don't need to fluff my resume. <laughs> I well, fluffed like other saying, things. You know, I'm not a janitor. I'm a custodial engineer. Things like that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. So to obtain a reward otherwise not readily attainable, right? Okay. Who hasn't boasted about accomplishments around the office, I've right? Even talking about their kids' successes, right? So these are like small examples, right? We also hear stories all the time about people lying to other people to get them into bed, right? That's also something that might not be readily obtainable well, unless yeah, you lie. Because you know? in some situations, if you're 16 and 19-year-old doesn't want to sleep with you, but if you lie and say you're 18, not mm -hmm. that I've done that, but <laughs> just talking in general. Wow, that was so specific. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, then they might be more willing to sleep yeah, with you. And it really, I really 
can't stand people do that because that's like entrapment like oh yeah and the but the person that is young like really doesn't even realize the like like the weight of what they're doing Mm -hmm. you know and like the consequences for that person for other person right i just mean in general like i just in a bar setting you know just like bragging about your job or like what you do and then like you realize it's all shit after yeah the act the act (laughs) the deed (laughs) So there are plenty of situations a person might lie in order to obtain something that they want, especially if it means that the reward that they receive induces endorphins. You know, lying in order to obtain sex or drugs or money, something like that. Something that creates the endorphins. True. So another reason somebody might lie is to protect another person from being punished. Mm. We see this sometimes in, uh, like, false confession cases where people are willing to take the fall. I still think David Berkowitz didn't tell the full truth. I think that he was covering for someone for whatever reason. But to protect somebody, you know, another person maybe that you love, you know, you take the fall for them or something. That's always really hard, too. But sometimes, like, I'll even put my foot down and be like, I'm not going to lie for you. Like, don't don't bring me into this and make Mm -hmm. me lie for you because I won't. But sometimes I will take it upon myself to do that because... It's hard. It's a situation that's difficult. And I know everyone's probably experienced a situation like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember what comes to mind is that uh, me and a a guy friend of mine, we were tagging. (laughs) We had spray paint. And he took the fall. I I mean, he was painting way more. And when the cops showed up, he was the one with the can in his hand. But, you know, but I I mean, I still carry that with me because, I mean, he had to do community service and, like, pay a fine and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, should I have just confessed? Yeah. Can't do anything about it now. Can't do anything about it now. Confession tape right here. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, DAK Live, the confession tapes. (laughs) The confession tapes. Damn. It's hardcore. So, to protect oneself from a threat of physical harm might be another reason. Ooh. Which is something that, yeah, you would, like, one would experience in a domestic abuse household. You would lie to that person in order to not be hit or hurt. Uh, in some kind of a way. Or if you find yourself in immediate danger and you're, like, a single woman that's never had kids, you can say, like, oh, I have a family. Like, I have children. They need me. Or whatever. To save yourself from being oh, harmed yeah. by someone. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That They said that that's a, a, a tactic to use, I guess, during a shooting of some kind. Oh, you definitely have to you humanize yourself. Talk, yeah. You talk about yourself. Yeah. It's like that scene in Grey's Anatomy where... Patrick Dempsey's about to get shot by the gunman, and yeah. Sarah Drew comes out, and she's like, she starts naming like all of her sisters' names and her parents and yes. their names oh and what God, they do so and how many. Oh my God. <sighs> yeah, April Kepner in the show. She's such a good actress. I really think she is. But and then he lets her go because she humanized herself, yeah. and she's literally like, I that was what I did. She was like, I've been always been told to make sure that they know that you're a person. She's like, she literally says, I'm a person. I'm a person. Please don't yeah. shoot me. Oh, I'm, I have goosebumps. Ugh, I hate that part. <laughs> <laughs> I always end up watching all the way up until uh, right around that part, and then you gotta, and then you gotta deal with a bunch of bullshit until you get to the plane crash. But yeah, <laughs> spoilers. I actually just watched the most recent episode that came out. I'm not gonna put a spoiler out there because it's. I mean, it's like it's not, it's not a secret that Ellen Pompeo left the show. That's been like all over the internet ever, but. It was the most recent episode that she, it was the first episode that she has not been in at all. Yeah. Her voice is still in it, but she's not in it. Right. And honestly, at this point, like, I love the fucking show, which is why I keep watching it. But, like, just end it. Like, you just don't need it. to just, like, it's literally they're trying to build, like, this whole new intern class. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make, like, two new characters come to the forefront. Yeah. Christina was the work. best. After Sandra Oh, I stopped watching. I'm I just Sandra like, o. I love Sandra Oh too much. I hated Christina, but I love Sandra Oh. Oh, I love Christina. Really? Christi- yes. Oh, oh, God. Christina is my jam. 
Anyways, sorry. We went off on a Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Kate Walsh, Tentative. for listening, I fucking love you. Oh my god. Have you not watched <laughs> Umbrella Academy yet? No, I've watched um, pra- uh, Private Practice, though, and she's the Kate Walsh is... She's the handler. You have to watch okay, Umbrella I'll, Academy. I'll watch it for you, Kate. Seriously. Kate Walsh... Ugh. She's brilliant in it. And Aiden Gallagher's hot. <laughs> These are all I can truths, say that because he's 19 now. <laughs> <laughs> These are all truths. This is the confession tape. <laughs> Jeez, I know. <laughs> this oh is my, my confession. God. So yeah, we were talking about <laughs> physical abuse before all that. Oh God, okay. Um, yeah, but lying to appease someone, right, under the threat of being abused or harmed. So another reason one might lie is to win the admiration of others. So this feels like a narcissistic type territory, yeah. right, or dependent personality disorder. So and and they're actually right next to each other in the DSM five. That's interesting that this is coming up in this mental breakdown because we just did a case where someone had dependent personality disorder right, and it was yeah. our first one. That was the uh, Susan Smith? Yeah, it was. So with these disorders or most personality disorders, um, seeking approval of others is very, very important to people with these disorders. Yeah, for sure. So a uh, number six would be to get out of an awkward social situation. Oh, I've done that. Me too. Oh my God, I've done that. <laughs> I've definitely done that. Absolutely. To get out of awkward social situations? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, I've had girlfriends tell me, like, hey, I'm going on a date with this guy. If it doesn't go well, I need you to call me with a fake emergency. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I need you to come here right now. I need, you, I really need your help with something. And they're like, oh, my God. And they, like, run out of the room. Like, <laughs> I need help packing up boxes because I'm moving. No, really. Yeah. I've done that before as well. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Everyone's done it. Or I'll, like, pretend to be on the phone when I'm walking through, like, a certain area because I don't want to talk to someone or I don't yeah. want someone to try to talk to me. You know, that's a lie. I'm I not feel- actually on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually on the phone. I feel like most social situations for me are awkward. So it's really, it's definitely a... <laughs> just have, like, all these awkward like, social interactions. I don't know. I guess I gotta go. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and we've all heard that, like, oh, yeah, like, sorry, like, I gotta go, like, from a party, you know? Yeah. I had, a, I had a friend in college, but uh, she was on the bus one time on the way home, and she had her headphones in, and she was texting, and it was, like, an empty bus. Like, it was, like, a late night on the way back home from school, mm-hmm. and there was, like, no one on the bus. She sits down, and this guy gets home, and he gets on and he sits down right next to her and it's like this whole empty bus right i hate that and so she's texting her friend and she's like and this has nothing to do with lying i guess but she's texting her friend and she's like oh my god this really creepy guy just sat next to me like please have your phone on you just in case anything happens and this guy leans over pulls her headphone out of her ear and goes i'm not creepy Creepily, I'm not creepy. I would pull the, I'd just pull the lever and get off immediately. Like, at the next stop, I'd just be like, I gotta get out of here. I like, gotta, I have to leave. I have to what leave. What do you do? I, I think she just, like, was like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that was rude. And then, like, <laughs> just, like, caught off at the next stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's oh, that's so funny. I forgot that's about awkward. that. awkward. It just reminded me, like, te- like texting someone to get out of it. You know, that's an awkward mm-hmm. situation, right? So texting someone to... It's weird being in New York and being on the subways because everybody is so into their phones because oh, no. like, nobody wants to, uh, like, make eye contact with anybody. If you make eye contact with someone, it's weird. It's, it's like, weird. scary. You you're should like, not okay. make eye contact with people on a New York subway, for you sure. Know, I mean, if you're from New York, you're probably more, sen- <laughs> like, decent to it but when yeah. we went it was a big culture shock because like i'm the kind of person that just talks to people when we're waiting in line for like yeah. to order food and i tried to do that like at least twice and yeah. they just gave me the weirdest look like i was crazy or something i'm like well what's that thing that you say you said like something about 
kind or people in the south are kind but not nice or something oh, people i say well this is not really true everywhere but i say like people in the south are nice but they're not kind like they'll wave to you when you walk by but mm-hmm. they'll ignore you if you need help people in the north are not nice but they are kind like they'll change your tire for you but they yeah. won't like wave to you or like smile yeah. at you when they're walking by <laughs> and that's just what i've seen in my own it opinion. was definitely like warming up to the people, you know, because, I mean, as soon as we walked in that first bar, it was, like, talking to the bartender. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, what can I get you? Like, whatever. And we were just like, oh, like, da-da-da, da-da-da. Well, and then I think you were like, is there a good place to eat around here? A.K.A., like, we're tourists. Yeah. And he was like, oh, where are y'all from? And then, you know. He was, like, the nicest fucking dude. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I'm from Louisiana. Like, that's so, that's so close, you know, or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. he definitely had, like, leaned into the culture of New York because, again, like, he wasn't immediately like, hey, guys, how's it going? Like, We were, like, the only ones in there at the bar tops. So, like, he wasn't like, yeah, welcome in. Like, what can I get for you? Like, chatty, chatty. But as soon as we tried to, like, actually have a conversation, he was, like, the fucking coolest dude. (laughs) I think the people at the speakeasy were probably the most welcoming. Yeah. But even then, it was more, it was very customer service. Yeah. Nice. That guy made kick-ass drinks, though. Oh, my God. So good. Every drink was good. And I don't even like half the liquors that they were made with. But every drink was good. He was hot, too. (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, dude from New York. (laughs) Sorry, dude from New York. All right, where were we? To avoid a bear, to avoid embarrassment, <laughs> to avoid embarrassment. I just had a, a thing just, happen, uh, uh, a spasm yeah. in my mouth. I didn't lie. I, I didn't. mean, that makes sense. You shit your pants, you lie about it. You know, I mean. Oh man, I'm not that bitch. I'm like, I shit my, <laughs> I shit my pants. <laughs> I, I, t- <laughs> I just started. <laughs> I left my underwear in the trash can. Oh, I've done that many a time. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I'm only I'm only referencing you when I say that you you throw your underwear in the trash. I can. have lost many a good pair of underwear because <laughs> I cannot contain control of my bowels <laughs> when I'm drinking. No, that sounds like I shit myself every time I get drunk. That doesn't happen. I think I've actually shit myself more times sober. Oh God! I like these because they're not as serious as the cases, and we can just like yeah. So clearly, that's acceptable, right? (laughs) Lie about shitting in your pants. Some might agree, some might not. So another reason one might lie is to maintain privacy without notifying others of that intention. So, like, essentially, it would be uh, maybe you're telling a story or something, right? And you're just like to remain anonymous, this person or whatever, or use a different person or a different situation potentially yeah to maintain privacy okay i I would say like i sometimes like i someone's asked me for my phone number that i didn't want and i've given them a false phone number because i don't want to be rude but i don't want them to have my number exactly to maintain privacy without notifying others loving a pet is easy losing a pet is hard perfect memorials has been chosen by families since 2001 for their unique memorial products Choosing a cremation urn or other product from Perfect Memorials allows many special ways to memorialize your loved one. Keep your furry friend in your memory forever with unique, handcrafted, and personalized products for everyone. Click the link in the show notes today to save 10% off of your first order with Perfect Memorials from now until March 31st. So the last one we're going to talk about is to exercise power over others by controlling the information that the target has. Oh, that's so manipulative. Like, I'm only going to tell you what I want to tell you to maintain control over this entire narrative, right? Mm -hmm. I know people like that. 
So to me, again, another textbook narcissist tendency, maintaining control over someone by using information or manipulating information, huge red flag. I think we can all agree that there are varying levels in which a person can lie. Yeah. Uh, some may be socially acceptable and some maybe can be argued over. There's some people out there that say any one of those reasons, nope, should never lie. But we're sitting here giggling because we're like, oh, totally, like this lie or that lie or whatever. (laughs) And so what is socially acceptable and what's not? Yeah. You know? It's true. I mean, honestly, some people will say a couple of those things, like lying in order to prevent yourself from getting hurt. That's acceptable to me, at least. Right. But lying by omission and, like, lying to manipulate someone else, I would not, I would not do that. Yeah. And I would, I hate when people do that to me Mm because it's been done to me. Yeah. And I know it's been done to probably everybody that I know, you know, it's just... Unfortunately, it's very common. And sometimes people don't even realize that they're doing that. They Mm -hmm. just, it's just so normal to them to narrate the story their way. Right. That they don't even realize how toxic it is. It it is. I believe, yeah, that it can be a toxic trait. And I I definitely think, you know, I mean, we did talk about this at one point that some... Somewhere along the way, maybe that lying served you because you were afraid of punishment or of a, a domestic situation. And But when you're talking to someone that you care about, like, that skill shouldn't serve you any longer, exactly. you know? And so there are tools um, to, you know, we'll talk about that later. But um, so let's talk about some ways that you may or may not be able to recognize when somebody is lying to you okay. or just... Maybe not necessarily that they're lying to you, but that uh, there's uncomfortableness or stress around the situation, right? Around the conversation. Yeah. So blink rate. Many people talk about blink rate. It may have a direct correlation in lying. Someone who is lying may blink more often within a certain amount of, like, time or sentences because the stress that the individual is experiencing is very high. Yeah. So you'll blink more often when the stress uh, is, is high. I'm blinking a lot right now. Now I'm, like, thinking about it. I know, right? Well, one, I I get to one that I absolutely do. So a good way to start a conversation with someone is to establish a baseline of that person. And you can do that by asking simple questions, like, what's your favorite color, your dog's name, where you went to high school, things like that. You can usually gauge a person's baseline from these questions if they're being truthful in the first place. And then through that, you can ask more stressful questions. It's the same thing with a polygraph I was just going to say, it sounds like the same kind of approach as a polygraph Right, yeah. So you get that baseline, and it's just even, and you can kind of gauge after that when you start asking stressful questions what their tells are. Yeah. It's very interesting stuff. So breathing can also be a good indicator that someone is lying too rapidly without context or too shallow without the, the correct context. A lot of times when people are not being truthful or being deceitful in some way, they don't breathe from their abdomen. They breathe through their chest. So it Hmm. elevates. And it's because all of everything else in your body is getting so tense. Your body is essentially in this like fight or flight mode. And so like a lot of things happen when you begin lying or especially if you're put in a stressful situation, your blood will start flowing more. So again, like the when someone gets angry, right, their face may initially be red, but have you ever been in a really big argument with someone? Eventually their face goes pale because all of the blood is being pushed through the body so quickly. So same thing with the breathing, right? It's all up here. It's all, uh, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to, you know, mm-hmm. what run or fight or something. Okay. So that's why the chest, right? Hmm. I didn't know that one. It's really interesting. So this one, the guys always talk about it on Behavior Panel, but they call it the duper's delight. 
the delight comes from deceiving someone. So it's kind of like a grandiose story or maybe the ability to manipulate somebody. Mm. And it usually is in the fashion of dropping the jaw with a smirk, like... Oh my god, that like gives me the fucking heaves. I cannot stand it. I just doing yeah, shit. I just uh, modeled it. Yeah, but oh it's god. they call it the duper's delight because they're they want you to feed it. You know, they're eating up your the interaction, right? That you're the attention. Believing them. You're believing it. Ugh, I, I know, right? Hate that shit. <laughs> so like, yeah, why do people do that? <laughs> I definitely know at least one or two people that do that regularly, and it Ugh. is haunting, and I hate it, and stop doing now it. Now that I know... <laughs> and stop doing it forever. Stop doing it know. forever. Now that I know, like, what that is, I'm never... I'm always going to see it. Like, I'm right? never going to unsee it. There was... When I was watching that Richard Ramirez one, he definitely did it at least once, like, when he was talking about, like, you know, how scary he is or whatever, and he was like... A like really waiting good, for you to react. A really good example, and I hope Moviecation guys are listening to this, because Brady had touched on a, a hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, and Kai does it all of the time. The hatchet-wielding hitchhiker guy. You know that story? That mm-hmm. meme? Smash, smash, smash. Nope. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't say I do. Well, you're going to have to look at it after this. But in his interviews, he does that duper's delight a lot, and they, even the guys are talking about how... He's originally from, like, Canada, but he talks with this, like, you know, California accent. He's like, I'm from Dogtown. Like, and he makes this face, and it's everything he says. Like, he's just feeding you bullshit. It's oh it's God. it's seriously one of the ones that I'm going to take with me for the rest of forever. It's also one of those things where it's like, you say something that is a lie about someone else, and then it's like that face, like, can you believe that? Like, yeah, exactly. Can like, you believe a, that she said that? Yeah. Like, that thing, I just did it again in the microphone. I mean, you can't well, see Well, you me. can't see it, but I think maybe, you know, listeners, if, if you were to do that, right? Like, imagine that valley girl, like, oh my God, can you believe she said that? Like, that same tone and inflection... That is exactly what Duber's Delight looks like. That's so gross. Terrifying. Posture, of course, can be a big indicator of whether or not somebody is lying. More specifically, if one is covering one's neck with their hands, because all of this right here, all not all of it, everything here in your neck is vital. It's all vital stuff, right? So if you're talking to somebody and they're rubbing their neck, right, Or if they have um, their hands in their laps, like covering their genitals, typically, or breasts. And it's like instinct to cover your, like to protect yourself. Exactly. And it may be a sign, and don't get me wrong here, it may be a sign of someone who has been victimized in the past, but it can also allude to kind of this kind of cowardice, like, oh shit, like I'm being confronted at this point. And I mean, I'm just sure that you're going to say this, or you already have said this, but of course, these are all generalize this is not like if yeah. someone does this they're fucking lying. they're fucking lying no <laughs> yeah. it's it's and it's not even that they're lying it's just that it's it's just signs of stress yeah essentially i mean sometimes i'll if someone is trying to tell i, I told you one time one of the biggest things that pisses me off is when someone tells me i'm lying when i'm not because mm-hmm. that really holds a lot of weight with me but when someone s- tries to accuse me of lying and I know I'm not, I still do some of these things. Yeah. So it looks like I'm guilty, but I'm just super uncomfortable. I'm like, exactly. oh my God, please fucking listen to me. Yeah. Like, you're not hearing me. Like, right. And it looks deceitful. Right. I'm just fucking overwhelmed. <laughs> you and know? that's, you know, there's, for every ne- what would be perceived negative behavior, there's other positive behaviors that one can look at during that to, that stressful moment to say, okay, this person is being genuine. Like, talking with your hands open, with your palms up. Yeah. This is, I hope that your 
It, it depends on how close your hands are. If your hands are essentially touching and doing like and gesturing with the palms open, I'm trying to describe it, this can be eat my shit. Like, you know, I'm feeding you this. If you were to use that same motion, but spread your arms out, you know, uh, almost like, you know, you're like a W. Yeah. Like a W and you're pleading in a, in a manner towards somebody with your palms up, it, it, it expresses openness. Yeah. So I, this I mean, is like, I'm telling, this is all I have to give you, you yeah, know, kind I, of a yeah, thing. Yeah, I do that too. And, mm-hmm. uh, like it's a worldwide international sign, like showing your palms is a sign of like, you can trust me. Like I'm not. Yeah. It's like a surrender. You. Yeah. Like you can see my palms. I'm not a threat. Right. You know, I Which was is talking interesting that like it kind of translates through to lying as well. I was uh, talking to Cody and Cody said I could use his name. So I'm going to talk about Cody. Cody was uh, talking to me last night about, we were talking about body language and stuff. And so I tried to tell him, I was like, you know, the way that you uh, speak with your hands up or your shoulders up, it's a very genuine uh, expression. And he's very expressive. You've seen Cody talk. He's very expressive with his hands. And, uh, but to me, that just registers as genuine. It just, it, there's nothing to me uh, threatening about him, you know, in any way. But I like that about him. I like I like that he is an expressive person because it means that I can just take him at face value and then I can evaluate whether or not I want to hang out with this guy or whatever, you know? Yeah, and it's it's interesting, like, the different dynamics of the way people act because you know me, like, I'm a very, like, friendly person. I smile at everyone. I talk to everyone. Like, no one's a stranger, you mm-hmm. know, kind of that vibe. But some people do perceive that as a threat. Yeah. Instead of, like, oh, they seem genuine, they seem open – People have been, like, other women have been threatened by me in the past because I'm so comfortable and yeah. vulnerable and open. For sure. And I didn't even fucking do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like that lady at the bar the other day. Oh, my like... gosh. That lady last night that I was at the bar and her friend was puking in the corner and she turned oh, and I yeah. said, she's like, Jen, Jen. And I, wa- I was like, oh, no, not Jen. haha, Like, as a joke. And she goes, okay. And then she, like, turned to her friend. She's like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. And then she came and sat right next to me. And then she was like, who the fuck are you? And I was like, <laughs> who, the, fuck are you? Yeah. who the fuck are you? And I said, I'm Coel. Nice to meet <laughs> it's you. It's nice to meet you. And she's like, la la. And I was well, like, yeah. oh my God, she made me feel so uncomfortable. Right. And then like, I was just fucking hanging out the other day and yeah. this lady pulls me into the bathroom and is like, I'm not going to hurt you. Let's go outside and have a conversation. I was like, why would you lead with, I'm not going to hurt I'm you? I'm not going to hurt you. Her palms but- were not facing upward. <laughs> Yeah. And I literally oh, didn't no. do anything. She's like, the people you're hanging out with are sketchy. I'm like, then talk to them. Don't yeah, talk to me. Exactly. Yeah. Sketchy. That was her baseline. God, that was wild. <laughs> She's at a 100 all the time. That was wild, man. I so don't know. I'm guilty of this all the time, and and it, and it's definitely a subconscious thing for sure. Tongue jutting or thrusting. <laughs> no, not like that. It's gross. <laughs> don't ever do that again. Okay, so or or so? like, like when you stick out your tongue and you're almost like licking your lips for like a hot second, something. Yeah. Okay. Well, not not. That, you look like a lizard now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So explain. But uh, it can be a sign of someone hearing what they don't want to hear. Really. So it's like a subconscious thing, and where it comes from is when when you were little little babies, and you were learning to be weaned. Honestly, where it was it the rejection, tongue rejection. Hmm. So we do it as adults as well. And uh, it's, again, not always a sign of somebody lying. This is a sign of stress, something that I don't want to hear. Like, just did it again, you know? 
It's just, it's such a small, subtle thing. Yeah. But when you're talking to somebody, you can kind of tell. And it's usually, you know, when, again, when you're speaking to someone and they're listening to you. So it's not, it's not like they're lying and they're sticking out their tongue. It's yeah. when they're listening to you and they don't like what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I so, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Pretty interesting. It's kind of seems like that's where, like, bad taste in your mouth comes from. Exactly. Like a bad <laughs> taste in your mouth. So another sign that someone might be fibbing or lying to you or is in a very stressful conversation is the loss of verbal fluidity. So this can be a disruption in the thought process, but it can also be a sign of tripping up on what you want to say versus what you should say. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know you want me to say this. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to redirect and go and, and stutter for a second and then think about it and then redirect and then finish my sentence. Or it's when someone enunciates like, I cannot tell you anything different, okay? I'm telling you the truth. Like, mm -hmm. that enunciation, it's like, mm -hmm. are you? Because are you, though? Why, yeah. why would you be taking so long? Because you're trying to think of what to say next. Yes, also. exactly, yeah. yeah. Or, don't don't raise your voice at me. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I try not to do that anymore. <laughs> okay, first of all, don't raise your voice at me. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I hate... AKA, give me a second to think about what I'm going to say next. Yeah, no, for real. And I... I Obviously, it's apparent that neither one of us really like conflict very much, mm -hmm. so it just makes me so uncomfy when people do that. It's like, yeah. but then again, I've fucking done it, you know? So. Yeah. So some liars like to create value to what they say in order to keep you appreciative or engaged in what they're trying to accomplish by their lying. Yep. That's crazy, right? It is crazy. <laughs> and it's like, okay, let me give you a little bit of the truth so that you trust me. Yeah. I will relate it to maybe you and I, if mm -hmm. I'm talking about someone else, and then the next thing I tell you is going to be a lie, but you won't even think about it because I've already been trusting with you exactly. at the beginning with the information. Or, on the flip of that, let me lie about something that's way smaller than what you're accusing me of, because then if I admit to at least this much, it gives you satisfaction because you know that I'm lying, but I'm, you know, I'm... Uh, then I'm the victim mm -hmm. because yes, I did that. And I admitted to that fucking Alec Murdoch was doing that in his trial, you know, with the, the one that killed his wife yeah. and his son or has been convicted of. He would say something like, yes, I did lie to the police about that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie about this though. Cause I'm admitting, I'm admitting and I'm putting everything on the table for so you to, why would I lie? So why would I lie? Because I'm already admitting to these awful things. Yeah. I just didn't do this one awful thing. Yeah. But then you're creating value because you're like, you're, the person is now becoming invested into what you're saying. But it's, again, it's lying by omission. Mm -hmm. You're saying, you're saying, you're right. Like, I'm going to lie about, I'm going to tell you that I was lying about this one thing so that now in turn you think that I'm not lying anymore. Sure. Yeah. Or, you know, you're going through problems in a relationship and someone says, okay, I'm going to go to therapy, right? They go to therapy for like a week or two and then they don't anymore. It's a Band-Aid. I want you to be invested. I'm messed up because of these reasons that I have. Give me pa patience and time. You know, but th they're lies. <laughs> they're fucking lies. It's like, oh, I, w I went to therapy. What more do you want from me? Yeah. No, you went for two sessions. Right. <laughs> so eye blocking, that's pretty self-explanatory. I think we all know when people aren't looking you in the eyes yeah. or they redirect their eyes, especially their gaze gazes when they look down and left. Yeah, down and Definitely. left or up and right. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you, what you want out of a conversation would be strong, positive, confident denials. So these are like kind of good things. Yeah. Watch out for weak comments or non-direct answers. Yep. 
People who are solid in what they're saying will hit you with these strong, confident denials. So another thing is called, I love this word, chirality, meaning, and a lot of it is something that you would see in like mathematic equations and stuff, but you also, it's essentially mirror matching. So it's a mirror image of something. Yeah. And a lot of people that tend to manipulate other people want to show you, you. It's mimicry. So you say, you accuse me of being jealous. I accuse you of being jealous. Okay. The best way that the guys put it is, you're not looking for a wolf in sheep's clothing. You're looking for a wolf in your clothing. Does that make more sense? Kind of. So it's like someone someone that is the non-manipulator or the person who is trying to express their feelings expresses a specific feeling, and then in turn, the person that is lying or manipulating is like, well, I feel that way too about exactly. you. Exactly, yes. So it's, it's like, I am not going to hear or acknowledge your feelings because I have the same feelings and mine are more important. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. Even though they don't, they're just trying to turn it around on you. Exactly. And I have absolutely absolutely met people like that yes and it's very frustrating it's like i have frustration around the fact that you don't uh receive my feelings in a very specific way or whatever and he's like well you don't receive my feelings in a very specific way either yeah or use it against you and say well i thought we had a conversation about this and you're not respecting my feelings later yeah you know what i mean and i'm just saying what you said because that's what you said exactly yeah i know exactly what you mean So when does lying become pathological? So the behavior is persistent, pervasive, often compulsive patterns of excessive lying behavior that leads to clinically significant impairment of function in social, occupational, or other areas, causes marked distress, poses a risk risk to self or others, and occurs for longer than six months. So that's all according to Wiki, right? Love Wiki. So although the pathological lying isn't a diagnosable disorder, it is listed in the DSM-5 under almost every personality disorder, such as narcissistic personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and histrionic personality disorder. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's definitely a symptom of a disorder. It's not like a disorder itself, Mm -hmm. but you're right. And the narcissistic thing completely makes sense with narcissistic personality disorder. Um, antisocial, things like that. I would even go as far to say as dependent personality disorder. Yes, absolutely. Because they, people with that disorder may lie about things in order to maintain relationships, or mm-hmm. they may avoid confrontation, which is what we know to, that to be true about that disorder, mm-hmm. and lie to others about that confrontation to make themselves seem right in the situation, yes. instead of actually acknowledging the original problem um, and the person's feelings that they hurt originally. Yeah. And the same thing with narcissistic personality disorder. It's it, it talk about that reward, right? People with narcissistic tendencies or personality disorder have a habit of inflating themselves, making having these grandiose ideas, yeah. a grandiose sense of self, and this image is very very important. And to maintain that image, there, I mean, there's lying, there's lying, there's lying, there's lying. Yeah, it's Jose Menendez. Yeah, Jose Menendez, uh, Scott Peterson, Yeah, um, to maintain this image. I mean, even with Amber Fry, the woman that was, you know, that Scott was having an affair with, covering that whole relationship up. I mean, yeah. he was at Lacey's vigil yeah, and he was calling her, her he saying was that Paris. he was in Paris <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Like, what? Yeah, it's definitely like, distorted. That's, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. That's really interesting. I think it's definitely worth knowing things like that, especially um, for the general public. You know, if someone 
if you're in a sticky situation with someone, if you will, kind of not necessarily using that information to like call people out, but at least to just know and get some clarity for yourself that your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. And if someone is, is doing something like this to you, it doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. And honestly, like even being able to just spot and recognize that they are lying to you might give you more clarity into the type of relationship that you want to maintain or not maintain with that yeah. person, right? So definitely don't want to use this knowledge as like a weapon. No. Or to be like, you're lying, I can tell because you did this. But <laughs> Because diagnosing a killer said so. Right. <laughs> but just to be able to, again, make that choice for yourself, make that assumption for yourself, and then use that information to better your life and sure. move forward without those relationships if, if it gets to that point. Yeah, I think also it's just a communication skill. If you are in a relationship and, you know, and you love your partner and you trust your partner, some of these tools might just help you be very aware of how uncomfortable they are. Yeah. And you can meet it. It doesn't have to be, oh, you're lying about it. It's just like, okay, clearly this direction we're going is stressing you the fuck out. Yeah. Maybe we need to go another route in order to get the information I want, exactly. you know, in order to make a better decision about the way the conversation goes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That was a really good episode. I really liked that topic. It was definitely not what I was expecting. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was interesting, you know, especially since talking about personality disorders lately, I feel like, you know, this is a a symptom. Like you said, this is a symptom of, potentially a symptom of something bigger with a personality disorder. So, yeah. I like the education portion of this. And again, what we like to kind of teach in these, I guess, if you will, is just life experience, you know, like just learning different things that you don't learn in school unless you take a specific course that's going to go through, through that um, lesson and stuff. But that was a great topic. Thanks for bringing it, bringing it. You guys can follow us on social media at Diagnosing a Killer. Twitter is at Killer Diagnosis. We got our new stickers and we got our new business cards, which have the QR code now linked to our Instagram account rather than our RSS feed. And those are amazing, and I'm really excited about them. You, have... I gave I gave one to Jay. Well, not oh, a nice. sticker, but a, a thing. I gave one to Jay. Well, I gave one to Jay, JD, and Cody. Oh, so nice. they all have the little business cards, which is cool about the business cards because they do have a QR code on them. You yeah. don't necessarily have to pass it out to anybody, but you can just have people scan it, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And now included in our Patreon, we have included tiers rather than just a regular random bid of your choosing. We do have three different membership tiers. I did want to quickly go over those. Um, The $5 a month membership tier is called the Pod Lovers. Members of this tier will receive a Diagnosing a Killer sticker anytime we get new ones, as well as a shout out on our latest episode for becoming a a patron. They will also receive a new goodie every time we order, whether that be, again, a business card, maybe a mug, a t-shirt, things of that, Mm -hmm. when when we do get new merch. The Mental Breakdown team is our second tier. That is for $10 a month. Members of this tier will receive any new merchandise when purchased as well. Again, a shout out on the latest episode. Members will also have first dibs on requests for mental breakdowns or cases. If they send us in requests, they're in part of this tier. They will have first dibs on us doing those cases. And they will also get a tag on our Instagram post for that episode. So they'll have a shout out on the Instagram as well. And then lastly, our final tier, the Diagnosers. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a $20 a month tier. Again, members of this tier will receive everything that the other tier has received, as well as um, having access to actually add free episodes each week, only available to this tier. That will be available to be listened to on the Patreon website, and it'll come out at midnight the day of the rest of it, but it will be ad-free completely. So. Cool. 
that's a little perk of doing the $20 a month that you'll have ad-free. I'm sure people have noticed we started doing ads, and that will be an ad-free episode for you guys if you are just for members of that tier. So just wanted to kind of write that, pepper that in there because that is something new that we've just implicated. Do you have anything else? No, I'm good. Uh, That was good. You guys... Be honest. Don't lie, okay? <laughs> Unless it's to save someone else from being hurt. Or, or you save shit your pants. Hurt, yeah. Or you shit your pants. <laughs> That's signing off. <laughs> All right. All right. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Whether it's your favorite browser or by app, listening to audiobooks with Audiobooks Now makes it even easier and more affordable to enjoy your favorite books. Audiobooks Now offers up their club price plan, which includes 50% off your first purchase each month and additional offers after your first purchase. Click the link in the show notes below to receive two months free and just $4.99 for each additional month. Get audiobooks you love for less with Audiobooks Now. Start your free trial today.